That was a lovely tune from Celtic Women, and it's called Going Home. Now, pre-COVID, Ireland's travel and tourism industry raised about €6 billion Euro annually for the Irish economy. But international travel fell by more than 80% at the height of the pandemic. Now, Tourism Ireland says the pent-up demand is boosting tourism figures once more. On a visit to Australia, the acting CEO of Tourism Ireland, Siobhan McManamy, tells journalist Veronica Matheson that the Emerald Isle is rolling out the green carpet for international visitors. Siobhan, it's lovely to have you in Australia telling us Ireland is open again. And, um, but first, could we talk about uh, how COVID affected Irish tourism as it did with so many countries around the world? Sure. So 2019, um, Ireland welcomed 11.3 million visitors who spent just shy of 6 billion euro um, on the island of Ireland. Uh, and that went down about 80% um, over COVID um, uh, over the, uh, the two years. And so really, uh, it was mostly domestic visitors and people, Irish people traveling throughout the island of Ireland, having their holidays for the, the periods we were open. Um, but we definitely missed the overseas visitors and we're delighted to be rolling out the green carpet and having them back. And the green carpet is already attracting an enormous number of visitors. Yeah, there was just this huge pent-up demand. I think I think there was a lot of people who just were dreaming of travel um, and the minute they could um, have been, there's been this huge pent-up demand and you know, people had some savings as well that meant they could have some of those holidays of a lifetime. Um, so uh, we're delighted to be welcoming all of those visitors and others uh, to Ireland this year. So all the tourist uh, operators are gearing up, are they? Oh, definitely. Um, and there's, there's some deferred bookings. There's people who had planned to come to Ireland in 2020 and 2021 um, who just kept rescheduling their holiday. And so they are particularly uh, looking forward, I think, to coming this summer. And tourists, well, international tourists, what do they really look for? I mean, do they just want to get out and explore the landscape or do they want to look at other attractions as well? Yeah, it really varies by market what people want, but I think um, there's two things that are common to, to all our overseas visitors, um, is they want that stunning scenery and they want to spend time with the people and to meet the Irish. Um, and I, I think they're the two things that are common to all visitors. Um, but generally people look for what they don't have in their own country, um, and that, that often kind of skews what they, what they do. Oh, well, there's certainly so many things to um, grab our attention, such as the new Game of Thrones studio tour. What is that all about? TV series was, um, a lot of it was filmed in Northern Ireland. Um, and what they've done is they've taken a lot of the sets and the costumes and the props, um, and they're so detailed, um, and opened up uh, a studio tour uh, where, where some of the filming took place. Um, and for Game of Thrones fans, it is just the most brilliant experience. I, I visited there with a colleague um, and, you know, three hours in, he still wanted more time to go around <laughs> and look at it all again. Uh, so for Games of Thrones fans, it, it really is the most special experience. Whereabouts in Ireland is that, this tour? Yeah, it's in Bambridge. So it's maybe an hour from Dublin and an hour from Belfast, kind of between the two. Um, so it's really accessible. And then, of course, is the food and the drink. I mean, the the, na the national drink of Guinness. But um, I also gather that there's a huge number of whiskey distilleries um, being established there. Yeah, it, it, it's become a real. Um, there's been a real kind of, I suppose, renaissance for Irish whiskey. And um, we've gone from four to forty whiskey distilleries in just the last ten years. 
um, and you know lots of different towns and villages um, now have their own whiskey distillery and a lot of them just kind of bringing back the original whiskey making um, and you know, bringing old distilleries back to life um, and then kind of a byproduct of that is a lot of them are also now producing gin because uh, obviously you have to wait a few years for the whiskey to mature uh, but the gin you can drink a lot more quickly so uh, there's like lots of local gins as well which has been great and I guess also because you get the rain you've got that beautiful soft water that's it exactly um, we say the rain is good for the, the water is good for your skin um, and certainly yeah, it does make for, for a very nice uh, a very pure I think uh, whiskey as well so it's quite different from the Scottish whiskey would you say Oh, well, you know, uh, and everyone would prefer their own. But, yeah, def- it's smoother. We would say it's smoother. Um, uh, and it's a, it's a kind of a milder uh, blend of whiskey. Uh, but, yeah, I think everyone has their favourite. Uh-huh. Now, recently Belfast, the capital of Northern Ireland, was designated a UNESCO city of music, which is rather special. Yeah, there's a real rich musical tradition in um in Belfast, of course, Van Morrison is from there. Snow Patrol with a strong links, and um, lots of of famous groups over the years um, have had this history of music in Belfast. And there is a really rich music scene there now for young musicians. And um, so it's easy to find uh, music throughout the city on any given night. And um, so they they did a lot of work and now have this designation as a UNESCO city of music, which is so very well deserved, I think, because um, it is a city that's alive with music. But of course, you you don't just have to go to Belfast to hear um, live music. The pubs all over Ireland have their nightly uh, music that competes with the crack there. Yeah, I think that's one of the really special things about a holiday in Ireland is is you know, there's kind of like these these music concerts happening throughout every town, um, and and that you can just join in, and the locals will be there as well. So they're they're not just tourist experiences; they're for everybody. And if you get out actually into um, in, into one of these local pubs, often you're encouraged to join in. Yeah, no, I, w- I was telling a story to somebody earlier that I was down in Dingle uh, recently and um, there was this, this family of musicians, the Begley family, who are world famous and they were playing great Irish music. But a Mexican couple came in and uh, he had his guitar and they lent him a guitar and they sang a cranberry song. And then a, a small wee girl from the Netherlands came in and she had brought her flute with her that she'd learned to play over COVID. Um, and she joined them for a tune as well. And it was just this kind of open session for anybody who wanted to come in and join in, uh, which, which is, makes for a great, a great evening. Yeah, what fun, because as you say, the Irish people are so friendly. Yeah, and it, and the other thing is, it's, it's there's not this preciousness about the music. It is for everybody to join <laughs> in. We see it as a very communal activity. <laughs> That's very true. Now, which brings me to the golf, which has become a major destination on many golf golfing calendars. Because I mean, okay, you've got a, a very famous golfer who uh, lives in Ireland. At least um, golf doesn't have to worry. You don't have to worry about watering the greens there. Oh no, there uh, we've over four hundred golf courses, which is incredible because you know it's it's not that big of of an island, and um, so and golf is very accessible, you know. Uh, so uh, yeah, very well watered greens um, and some beautiful uh, links courses um, overlooking the coast, which which are are, are just beautiful. Some of the best links courses in the world. And looking forward to welcoming the Open Championship in twenty twenty five and the Ryder Cup in twenty twenty seven. For anybody who enjoys golf, it, it really is a great holiday, and you can mix championship courses with what we call the hidden gems, um, and obviously we very much enjoy the nineteenth hole as well. And Joe, people go back to the clubhouse. Really, <laughs> I, I think everybody enjoys that. 
I think they do. And I know we all talk about how much rain you get in Ireland, but I can honestly say I've driven around Ireland in February, your winter, and barely felt a drop of rain. In fact, I was in the north on a clear day and could see the mountains in Scotland and they were covered in snow. I know it is. It is amazing that um, it, when it rains, it never rains for long. And I, I think we very seldom have days where it rains all day. And um, for me, the kind of more unusual thing about Irish weather is the four seasons in one day. Is that you can go. It's, it's impossible to dress. Um, that you go from rain to sun to wind to cold. Um, but uh, it is a temperate climate, so it never gets too cold and it never gets too hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but which makes I think for touring around is a great weather. Oh, that's absolutely right. Now, um, a little known fact is that you can actually see the Northern Lights in Ireland rather than heading to the Nordic countries. Tell me about that. Yeah, so up in Donegal in the northwest, um, up at the very top of Donegal, uh, yeah, they've many things set up for the Northern Lights and you know, these really dark beaches um, that you can uh, sit on or stay on and enjoy. Uh, the Northern Lights. So, um, something that's become uh, over the last few years has so, become so popular. I um, mean, there's some lighthouses up there as well where you can stay, um, and some of the islands off Donegal um, have accommodation as well for that real, uh, you know, getting away from it all experience. That's right. Now, finally, I gather that um, since Brexit, the number of people who are seeking Irish passports has reached record highs. <laughs> Why did that happen? Oh, well, I think everyone wants to be Irish, really. But um, <laughs> uh, just, it, you know, for ease of travel um, throughout the European Union, it, it, it has become, uh, you know, an Irish passport is very much sought after. Um, and, you know, there's so much, I think, thing about Ireland is we, we've spread our wings very far, you know, here to Australia as well, uh, where the Irish have travelled the length and breadth of the world um, and left their mark so everyone can find a, an Irish ancestor somewhere along the line. Everybody talks about... Um, their cousins, their holidays with their cousins. You know, a lot of people who, who moved away that they're, br- they're brought home to their grandparents in the summer and they play with their cousins. Um, and there's, there's a, a great song in Ireland about um, summer with your cousins, uh, that it was just these great holidays every year and all the kids would be let out to play um, while everybody enjoyed themselves inside. And do you find that Australians actually travel there so that they can trace these cousins and uncles and grandparents? Oh, I think they do. I think everybody loves that sense of connection. Um, so you know, we often recommend when people arrive in Dublin, they visit Epic, which is our diaspora museum. And, and there you can do a quick genealogy search to see where your family might have been from. Um, and then that allows you to experience it on the rest of your holiday. Um, so people do love, and I think that was something over the pandemic that people did spend a lot of time doing with that, researching their family trees and that sense of connection back to where they may have originally come from. So uh, this is it. We're fully open and ready to go now, which is, which is great. I think um, the Irish have really missed having overseas visitors. Uh, we, we, we love having people to talk to, so um, they're delighted to have them back. Siobhan, it's lovely to talk to you and um, have a great um, time in Australia and a safe journey home. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Report of Rhonda Matheson there with Tourism Ireland's Siobhan McManamy. This is the Travel Rider Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.